MoneyWeb now on the money. The show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Trading now with Naveen Ramprasad. He's Head Financial Planning Advice and Product Development, ABSA Private Wealth Banking. Naveen, we appreciate the early morning time. I think a lot of people are going to think that that sort of you know managing uh, transition of family wealth from one generation to the next is just really about a perhaps having a will in place, maybe using a trust. But in a recent uh, event you were at, you actually saying there's a lot more to it. And it starts off with a, with a structure, almost a, a, a family constitution, which sounds very formal, but really is important and, and at the, the heart of the whole process. Morning, Simon, and morning to your listeners. Uh, uh, good to be on your show. So absolutely, Simon. So what we've seen is within modern family, uh, there's a change in dynamic. It's no longer the traditional family, uh, mom, dad, and, and children. Mm. So you're seeing a lot of dynamics uh, coming into play. Uh, one is the sort of geographic spread uh, of the modern family, but also the blending of the family, different ethnicities, different cultures coming into play. And that this leads to a lot more complexity in the transfer of intergenerational wealth. So what a family governance uh is, is in fact a framework that provides structures and processes that a family members can use to engage with each other and help steer relationships with the business and the family. So the framework provides rules of engagements, clarity, which can create a more defined and harmonious relationship between family members. So when that there is an issue, so a family constitution doesn't, a result in the absence uh, of, mm. of any conflict in intergenerational transfer, but it actually provides a framework for the navigation of any conflict and the early identification thereof. I, I suppose, I suppose, I mean, it, it, in many cases, we can say that the, the conflict is going to arise at some time. This really is the way to, to manage that conflict. It, it puts the ideals into, the, in, in, into you know, what, what, what's the outcome, what you're trying to achieve. And I suppose it's critically important that, that all members are involved. Perhaps even some of the miners, they might not get a, a, a vote, but they get, a, they get a, an involvement so that everyone's sitting at that table. Hugely important. Absolutely, Simon. So the proactive discussion of transition of wealth is key, uh, having open discussions. And more importantly, where there's a family business involved and, and you understand there's potentially mm-hmm. an, uh, a potential for conflict. It's to have those open, proactive discussions. Uh, as an example, if, if you have some family members seeking to remain within the family business and others pursuing a different path, what is the equitable and right uh, sort of formula to be applied on the transfer of, of that intergenerational wealth? It is those dynamics that have to be openly discussed. So when the event on the passing of a founder uh, actually happens, the, the issues at hand are more or less defined as best as possible. And it's a regulatory landscape as well. Again, back in the day, you know, I don't know, many years ago, the family would have all probably been in South Africa and it would have all been under one one regulatory environment. But now, you know, this family's quite possibly scattered around the world and there's different, you know, Europe has forced hearship and the like. So it, it, it's managing that part of the process as well, which adds significant complexity and really means that you need serious professionals here. So, Simon, therein lies uh, the nub in terms of of managing intergenerational wealth right now as well is is the spread. 
So, so to your point, uh, South Africa, there's freedom of testation. You can pretty much do as much as you want in terms mm-hmm. of how you bequeath your assets, subject to certain limitations. But in other countries like Europe, there's forced airship rules where certain part of your assets are allocated to a predefined group of, of individuals. And and the intent there is, is obviously to protect that class of, of individuals. Now, if you've got assets across different jurisdictions, part of your estate planning process has to take that into account. Now, considering the legal framework within South Africa, which is complex uh, in itself, now having to apply an international lens to assets across the globe, potentially, you have to seek uh, expert advice in order to ensure that you navigate that properly. Otherwise, you probably end up with unintended consequences and the wrong outcomes. And, and then, of course, there's there's the tax component. There always is. There's estate duty. There's ways to, to, to manage estate duty. But again, that's something that's changing. And, and again, very different across those various different countries. So much as you've got a, a sort of a regulatory landscape, you've also got a tax landscape that you've got to try and, 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 and get make efficient, I suppose, as terminology. So, I mean, tax, uh, once again, within the South African environment is complex enough. Uh, and as part of your state planning process, you, you want to ensure that you structure it as optimally as possible uh, in order to ensure you get the correct outcome. So when you're dealing uh, with offshore jurisdictions, you have to be cognizant, for example, of, of debt taxes in the relevant jurisdictions and avoid double taxation. So once again, therein, you have to engage the services of a professional advisor to provide that guidance and continuously review that because, as we know, the, the regulatory environment is very dynamic. It continues to change. So you've got to ensure that you understand what those implications are and what future changes also mean for your plan. Yeah, and and at the heart of it, as we said up front, it, it sounds weird, but it's a family constitution, a, a structure which holds it all together. Uh, otherwise, we've all heard the, the the stories of the billionaire families who all end up fighting with each other. We'll leave it there. Uh, Naveen Rampasad, he's head financial planning advice and product development, Absa Private Wealth Banking. Appreciate the early morning. The show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.